Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Hello, Outlouders. I hope your summer is going well. Now, we haven't wanted to leave you empty-eared in here while we're having a break, so we've been dropping some bonuses and this is something special for you. This episode you're about to hear is from the bonus Mamma Mia Out Loud series that we make for subscribers on M+. Now remember, subscribers to Mamma Mia get unlimited access to all Mamma Mia content. So to become a subscriber, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash M+. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Welcome to Mamma Mia Out Loud's Daily Drop, just for M Plus members. I'm Holly Wainwright. I'm Jesse Stevens. And I'm Mia Friedman. And today we're talking about the idea that if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And whether or not that is bullshit. There was an article in the Sydney Morning Herald recently by Janet Stone called Why We Should Stop Telling Our Kids to Follow Their Passion. And It was about, it started with her little seven-year-old girl who apparently got very upset last week, as we're all getting very upset for various reasons. But she was upset because she said, Mum, I still haven't found my passion. And she's she's seven. I related very heavily to this. Stone wrote about how at the moment between MasterChef and The Block and The Voice, you're watching these people who are like, I was born to do this. I was born wanting to sing. And you watch their dreams come true and it's framed as the best thing that can happen to someone for their passion to finally become this reality and isn't that what we all want? And there's this new sort of wave of thinking that says that it's not all about passion and, in fact, maybe it's about mastery. And if you focus on anything, 10,000 hours is apparently the magic Uh amount of time, 10,000 hours and you master a skill then you'll find yourself passionate about it. And sometimes a skill has to come before the passion is the theory. What do you think about whether the encouragement for kids and also for ourselves should be to always follow our passion, to follow our dreams, go with your gut, inspiration, all of those sorts of things? Or are we selling ourselves a bit of a lie there? Mia? I was talking to a friend whose adult child is quite a successful actor, up-and-coming actor, and they joke that their child never has to thank them if they win an award because this actor's parents always said, don't follow your dreams and be an actor, go to uni and get a proper degree and a real job. And their child decided to ignore that and follow their dreams and is now quite successful. It reminds me of the idea that Monique Bowley, who used to host Out Loud, had for a book that she was going to write, which was going to be called Fuck Your Dreams. Mm. And it was 
basically about helping people manage their expectations because a lot mm. of people don't make a living from their dream. And Elizabeth Gilbert talks about that. She wrote a great book called Big Magic about that, how you can follow your dreams or you pursue your passions, but you don't necessarily have to make that your source of income. She says everybody needs a source of income, but it doesn't necessarily have to be doing the thing that you're most passionate about. And she said for her, the thing she was most passionate about was writing. And she used to work waitressing jobs, which she was not passionate about, or nannying jobs to get money so that she could pursue, whether she was going to be successful or not, her writing. So I thought that was an interesting way of looking at it And in fact, Elizabeth Gilbert says in that book that sometimes trying to monetize your passion can also destroy it. Yes. So you put too much pressure on that creative output or whatever it is, and then you can't love it for the sake of it just being enjoyable. But that doesn't mean don't pursue your dreams. Like, Holly, you decided to write a book and that wasn't your day job. That was a dream. My day job is... Yeah, but my day job has always been dream adjacent, yeah, right? True. Because I think it depends. We're all different, right? But for me, when I was at school, and I know this is different. Jesse's very clever. You've got like 20 million billion on your <laughs> HSC or whatever. But I was only ever really good at one thing. So I was only ever really good at English, right? I had I always got really good marks in English, but everything else, like I can barely add up. And I can still barely add up, and I'm a grown-up person. So... It was always clear to me that the thing I enjoyed the most, I was also better at. And I was always going to work adjacently to that. Now, that doesn't mean that every minute that I've worked as a journalist and in media and in word adjacent professions has been living my dream and that I hop out of bed and go like, yeah, amazing. But I would never have spent 10,000 hours mastering something that I hated. I think that the passion and the enjoyment and the interest has to come first right like numbers don't make sense to me and I'm sure I could be a lot better at them than I am but it's very unlikely I was ever going to be an actuary you know or a some kind of financial wizard that was just not within me so I think that the truth of whether or not you should encourage your kids to follow their dreams it doesn't have to be extreme it doesn't have to be at the expense of all else but it's like if you like this thing Think of some jobs that are near that thing. You'll be closer to it, right? You'll be nearer to it. You're going to meet people who are also good at it. And then maybe one day you'll get your dream. I don't think it has to be as black and white as, you know, you're either going to be a movie star opening a, you know, an A-list actor who's earning bajillions of dollars or, I don't know, a job that's exactly the opposite of that. Hard to mention jobs because it always sounds like you're criticising them. But I think, so when I look at my kids... And I can see their talents. I think it's natural that I would encourage them to follow fields that were close to those talents. Right? I think it's mm. about following your interests and your curiosities authentically. Mm. And so always wanting to go somewhere interesting, which might be like, oh, I like this subject. I like watching movies about this. I find myself learning this way, whatever it is, and you follow it and you do end up somewhere interesting ultimately. And what this article was saying as well is that, and we hear this all the time, but your kids, Holly, are not going to do one job, likely. They will probably do 16 jobs and will have to be very malleable in in their skill set. But if they follow their interests, then they shouldn't end up somewhere and go, how the hell did I end up here? I hate every day of my life. Like Mm -hmm. that shouldn't 
really be the case. But my issue with following your passion is that passion can sometimes be finite. And Definitely. passion... Oh, speak to that. What do you mean? I think there are periods of your life where your passion runs out. So you can go, I'm passionate, and both of you will very much relate to this. I'm passionate about X, so I'm going to write a book about it. You're passionate for three days and then the passion runs out. So what's underneath it? What's underneath the passion that will get you to finish the book? Because there are a lot of people who feel waves of passion, which is something you can't control. I don't think you can muster passion from nowhere. There are people who feel these waves and then throw themselves into something for 48 hours and then it's done. So you need to find something underneath the passion that will make you get out of bed early, keep working when you don't feel like it, you know, work on a Saturday, all of those things that are uncomfortable, which is why I'm weirdly obsessed with habits because I think habits take over when passion runs out. And probably that's meaning. So maybe it's finding something that you think is meaningful that you won't necessarily spring out of bed to do every day. Because I think people look at others that are living their dream jobs you I don't know you watch nine perfect strangers and you think Nicole Kidman she must just wake up every day and go how great's this and I'm sure she does some days no but like the rest of us she'd also go I wish I had today off I wish I was at the beach and not working today I don't think that following your dreams is you know meaning that you'll have this perfectly charmed life where I think it gets difficult is when there are other people who are the gatekeepers of your dreams. Yeah. And so I was talking to someone who had been involved in auditions for The Voice, not actual in the show, but you have to do a big lead up process where you have to have all these interviews and like they cast it basically mm. because everybody has to have a good backstory. And this person had the most amazing voice, so great, had had all, you know, a whole lot of success and was perfect for the show, but they said your backstory is not interesting enough Mm. because it's not enough, even though it's called The Voice, you've also got to have a story that's interesting to make it a good TV show. And you can be a really good actor, but if you are someone who uses a wheelchair or if you are someone who has a body shape or a skin colour or an accent that isn't the one that's sought by casting producers then you're not going to – doesn't matter how good you are. Mm. So there are people who are standing in the way of that. What's hard is the realisation, and I've had this with mates at around the age of 30, where you go, what if the world isn't big enough for everyone's dreams to come true? Mm. So what if you've worked 10 years for this dream to be a famous musician, to be a world-renowned author, to be an actor, and what if – and I have a lot of friends who are who are creatives and who are so skillful. Like they have everything that's required of that. But the stars haven't aligned. And at what point do you look around and go, all right, I it's give up. It's not going to happen for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's the point that you pull on the Liz Gilbert advice, right? Because if you genuinely love music, you know, and you love making music, you can make music for the rest of your life. You can make music until your last breath and your fingers don't work anymore, but you may never be a legendary musician. But if it's a true, genuine passion, the passion comes from the, like from the just doing that, right? I think it's about badging of dreams, right? We need to shift that because it's absolutely true, Jesse. Is your dream marketable at the moment? Is your particular style of doing the thing you do fashionable right now? 
you know, are you on the zeitgeist? Do you have access to the kind of people, as, as Mia suggested, who can open doors for you, who can, you know, there's every single successful person, and I believe this a million percent, luck is the biggest factor Agreed. nearly always right and a bit so of privilege talent, hard maybe. Work, yeah privilege massively i'm kind of putting that in the in the luck, in the luck yeah. bucket who you were born and how you were born mm. and where you were born and all those things like luck is a massive factor so but i guess that that's why we should rebrand the idea of passion because you might never make a living or become the person at the top of the tree of your thing but if you love that thing you can always do it you know i've, I've written since i could hold a pen you know, yeah. like I've filled scads and notebooks with ridiculous stories for my friends. And does that mean that I don't want to have great success as a writer? Of course, I'd love that. But no one could ever actually take the experience of writing from me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now I sound like one of those inspirational speakers. You're Elizabeth Gilbert. Acting might be a Who bit different. How can you act on your own? You can act in your bedroom. Can you sort of go, I'm just going to spend this weekend acting? Well, you know you what I've loved? Play for people. I've loved to watch... <laughs> I have loved to watch people who are like out of work actors at the moment flourish on TikTok. It's one of my favorite oh, things because you can make great. skits and put them on Instagram and it doesn't matter if five people watch them or it's thousands. That's a very good point, Jesse. It's actually never been easier for creatives and it's mm. a very particular country to make stuff. Mm. Whether or not it then gets seen is the next question. There was a great point in in that Sydney Morning Herald article that said a lot of people's passions aren't suited to the modern work economy. Like there's no depending on the different timing of, you know, industries blowing up or not blowing up, it might be that whatever your passion is isn't profitable and you need to make money and therefore you do something that you somewhat enjoy and, you know, find your passion elsewhere, I suppose. But I'm interested in what you do with kids, Holly. Like how do you help kids find a passion? I mean... That's almost like, I reckon that if I asked my mum or I asked a, a lot of adults around me about what they want for their kids, it's that they find things in life they love and enjoy and, and lean into. How do you encourage that? And I think I probably do, and I don't know if it's the right advice, but I certainly don't say do a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life because I think that's bullshit. As already discussed, mm. I think that even people who do their absolute dream job, there are difficult bits and hard mm. bits and all those things. But I do fervently believe that you, if you can avoid it, you don't want to spend most of your waking hours doing something you hate with people you don't like. So I do encourage my children to think about, even though the jobs they'll do probably aren't even invented yet, I encourage them to think about the things they enjoy the most and focus on those. It's probably bad advice because I probably should be getting them to focus more Stem. on the stuff that they are not good at. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like Matilda is very unsurprisingly because nature nurture all that stuff but like unsurprisingly struggles enormously with maths and science topics and stuff so should I be like pushing her for that no. I don't know the problem is their dreams are all to be TikTok influencers correct so that's like now that's all they do and all they watch is people on YouTube and people on TikTok and people on Zoomerang and so yeah. they think their dreams are quite tangible in the same way that I guess we did when we were growing up at different times obviously but seeing people on tv if that was your dream or whatever and and going like well why shouldn't I be them they think that now about the people that they're looking at on social media and because they're also there doing that same thing they feel closer to it than we probably ever did mm, I wanted to be on young talent time we talk about this in lady startup quite a lot because 
a lot of women want to start their own business for all sorts of different reasons, from identity to wanting more flexibility in their hours to wanting to, you know, have more control over their lives. But they're not passionate about a particular thing. So they're like, if I'm not passionate about food or fashion or, you know, dog walking, can I still be a lady startup? Can I still start a business? And the answer to that is yes, absolutely. You don't have to be passionate about the thing that you're doing, but you have to, I mean, you have to not hate it, but you have to be passionate about wanting to be self-employed. You have to be passionate about wanting to run your own business. And then you can find something to slot into that. Maybe it's selling T-shirts. I mean, do people feel that passionately about T-shirts? Maybe some people do. But what has to get you through your job or if you start a business, you can't hate it. You can't – if you hate every day that you go to work – it doesn't matter how much money you're earning, it's not sustainable and it's not good for your mental health. I think on the topic of kids as well, I reckon that a lot of kids can recall the moment they realised they were good at something. So even with Matilda, that discovery that, hang on, I'm not too bad at this writing thing or a kid dives into the pool for the first time and goes, oh, I'm actually strangely good at swimming. It's like what that does to your self-esteem and your sense of identity is so great there's something so special about the moment you realize you're good at something and some people don't find that thing until they're in their 30s their 40s their 50s their 60s and so to lean into it I think is an incredibly empowering like exciting thing to do and that might be working for you you might be a really good business owner and again it doesn't matter what what the thing is but that's you know your skill what do you think do you need a passion and how did you find yours that's what I want to know. How did you find it? Tell us. You can jump in the Mom Mirror Out Louders Facebook group. We would love to hear from you. That is it for today's Mamma Mia Out Loud Daily Drop. And don't forget that we are really good at giving advice, the three of us. <laughs> uh, According so to good. no one. No According one's ever told us that. to ourselves. If you would like to ask us a question, if you have a dilemma that you think we might be able to solve, look, we can't solve it. But, but we'll can, talk about it for 20 minutes. It. That's yeah. exactly right. We can have opinions and then you can choose to put them in the garbage or you can maybe choose to adopt and adopt some of them. All you need to do is to submit whatever's on your mind through the link in this episode's show notes or leave a message on the pod phone, the number of which only Holly knows. <laughs> 9386 Thank you so much for being an M Plus member. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. 
That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au.